AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. I grew up in church at the height of purity culture. So it is no surprise that when I got pregnant as a teenager, I thought the one thing that I should do in order to fix it was to get married. If I get married, I'm going to fix it. If I get married, everything's going to be okay. So though I was finishing high school, going to college, in the back of my head, I had this passion, this desire to fix my life and make it beautiful. And I thought that marriage was the one way that that could happen. Then I I get exactly what I wanted, only this marriage is not fixing me. In many ways, this marriage is hurting me more and more. Our dual brokenness got together and created a shootout that I don't think either of us survived. So it wasn't until I was picking up the pieces of the breakup and divorce that I recognized that my passion had been misplaced. As a matter of fact, it hadn't just been misplaced, it had been hijacked hijacked by my insecurity, hijacked by my idea of what my life should look like. And it wasn't until I decided to surrender my passion and say, God, I only want what you want me to be passionate about. At that time in my life, God really directed my passion towards myself. God wanted me to be passionate about my own wholeness, my own journey of forgiveness, my own journey of reconciling who I was with who I am and making the best of where I am. Even now, sometimes I have these moments where I can tell my passion is being hijacked by achievement, by success, by culture, by family, by friends, by projections. And I have to remind myself to come back to a place of center and remember that my passion started with God and has to have God's fingerprints on it no matter what. Today, I'm going to be talking to Tiffany, the budget Nista, the queen of finances, the woman who has taught millions of people to get good with money. And though we will talk a little bit about finances, what we're really going to talk about is passion. What happens when life deals us a blow that changes what we're passionate about? How do we survive it? How do we find passion in where we are, even if it doesn't look like what we thought it would be? Tiffany's been very open about her health 
husband suddenly passing. And though this conversation is one that I think has so much vulnerability, so much transparency and healing in it, I also recognize how subtle, consistent, and present her passion is throughout this conversation. Whether you've recently lost someone or not, maybe you're in the middle of the year and you're just trying to get that hump of passion back. How do I get the passion that I had in January? Well, sis, maybe we are looking for something that we can no longer access, but there is passion where we are. Tiffany's going to help us go on the scavenger hunt for your passion and ours so that we can become better. I know you're going to enjoy it. So let's get into it. Hey. Hey. How are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm doing okay. So like, what are the things that make you feel passionate? When are you feeling full full of fuel and like at your best version of yourself? Well, these days, it's when I spend time with my family and friends. Mm-hmm. I'm fortunate that um, I'm one of five girls, wow. and three of my sisters live fairly close. Um, and the other one lives in Chicago. I live in New Jersey, so I don't see her as much. But the other ones I see all the time. Just yesterday, we went tulip picking. Oh. And one of my sisters has two little ones, a seven-year-old and a, and a, and a six-year-old, which was so much fun. Um, I do Sunday suppers with my neighbors and my family um, once a month. I just, what used to fuel my passion was achievement. Yeah. You know, like I have checked off every box you can think of, you know, New York Times bestseller, award-winning podcast. Um, I've made literally tens of millions of dollars in business. Um, I don't, you know, I, I don't have to work anymore if I don't want to. I, I checked off all the things that I could have ever imagined. And, you know, I'm glad to have done that, but it doesn't mean nearly as much as like literally just connectedness, yeah. you know, the sense of like love and embrace that I get from my family and friends. And so that's what's fueling my passion now because I'm just not that interested in achievement like I was before. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing that keeps me going. You know what? I just realized our books came out around the same time. I think you were the I person who DM'd me to, to let me know yes. I made the New York Times bestsellers. And yes. she's like, sis, we both on there. <laughs> what yep. a moment. What a moment. I think one of the things that I've enjoyed, and, and you came, was it the first Woman Evolve conference or the second one? Yes. It was, yes, I was doing some kind of begging because I just kept hearing about <laughs> Janisa. I am on, in your Facebook group on my personal Facebook page, and I'm really? always seeing women like, I just got my car. I just did this. I love seeing the yes. testimonies. And I really think ultimately seeing your purpose echo through the lives of other women and them being yes. able to achieve things that they didn't think was possible because of what you've put into the earth. But I think it's yeah. so powerful that even though it's man, that's so your passion has allowed your purpose to echo in the lives of others, even though that's not necessarily what's bringing you passion right now. You've been kind of open on social media. I don't know if you've ever talked about it publicly about your husband passing. Do you think Mm -hmm. that that's played a role in your pivot? Absolutely. A hundred thousand percent. Because before, uh, when my husband was here, I just was like, I, my, the thing that really drove me was like, how can I do better professionally? How can I grow? It was more is more, you know? And I mean, he was very chill and relate, like laid back, just a regular everyday guy. And so he was always like, his thing was always, if you're good and my, my bonus daughter is good, I'm good. Yeah. That would, you know, I'd always be like, babe, we should do this. And we can buy real estate and we can, he'd be like, okay, but just know to, if, if you good and Alyssa's good, I'm good. Wow. And so, you know, but for me, it was like, I, w- I felt almost insatiable, you know, because I love like the feedback of achievement. And honestly, I, I was a school teacher before I was the budgetista and I really love teaching and I still do. But I love that I was able to take this thing that I was good at, that God had whispered to me, like when I was a little girl, you're going to be a teacher. And I was just like, okay. And so I love that I was able to take this thing and turn it into something so massive. Uh, But I kind of lost sight about what was really Mm -hmm. important. You know, like I became a school teacher not thinking I was going to make a ton of money. Um, 
that's just not why you become a school teacher. Right. It was just from a place of service. And I just got to be so successful that it just became its own like hamster wheel mm. of like, like I was working just as hard as I did when I first started my business 15 years ago. And I didn't know how to step wow. off the wheel. But when Jarrell passed away, it just jolted my system. And I just thought like, this is actually not the direction that I want my life to go in. Mm -hmm. More is more is more is more is more. You know, like I want to spend more time with my family and my friends and and I want more connectedness by, I feel like I'm fortunate in that I don't always listen, but sometimes God would be very persistent. Mm -hmm. And the few years before Jarrell passed away, he was very persistent of, you need to slow down and spend more time with your husband. Wow. And so I took active measures to do that. And I mean, now I understand why that, you know, that was the message, but it was really strong. It took me a while to listen. I was like, okay. And so I stopped working past five. We went on Friday night date nights. Our marriage went from good to great to amazing mm. in the last year because he died suddenly. It wasn't like I didn't think, I didn't, it wasn't like I thought it was an aneurysm. So aneurysms are things that literally he was here on a Monday and gone on Thursday. So it wasn't, he was only 41. So yeah. It just was this whisper of like, you need to spend more time with your husband. You need to slow down, Tiffany. But I didn't really know how, although I did carve out to spend more time with him. And once he was gone, all the things I told myself I could not do, mm. I could not slow down, I could not say no, I could not make less, I could not, all those things, you know, death brings such clarity. And wow. it was like, that's actually not true. And I shifted everything. And I don't even work one fourth of what I worked before. Mm. I still make just as much, oddly enough, because God be like, you yeah. put that parameter up, not me, girl. <laughs> you know, like, that's what you said. I still make just as much. Um, and But I work way less. And I have so much time with, like, my family and friends now. It just brings me so much joy. And so... That's what like really motivates me until whatever, you know, I know that I was created to be a teacher until whatever my next assignment is. I'm just kind of like waiting wow. you know, for whatever that might look like. I still obviously teach financial education as the budgetista, but I know there's something else coming yeah. and I'm just waiting patiently for God to let me know what that is. Okay, so you said death brings so much clarity. Yeah. And um, I think that one of the things that I have learned about death, I actually shared it, like nothing makes you feel more alive than death because it just makes mm -hmm. you realize how short the time we have on earth is. When you look back in clarity um, mm -hmm. about this season after your husband passed, like, how do you move past? God gave me this whisper. And on one hand, I'm grateful that God gave me this whisper. But did you ever feel like betrayed by God? Like, how do you have this sudden goodbye to the person you're supposed to spend forever with? Like, how do you nurse your heart after that? And I'm not just asking to mind your business, but I know mm -hmm. that like, as we're talking, there are women who have experienced sudden loss, whether it's of a spouse, a partner, a friend. And like so many women have expressed to me anger with God, man, we did a, um, a tour and this woman said she had been angry with God for six years because her mom was mm -hmm. gone. How do you nurse those moments where God's been faithful in giving you a heads up, but also maybe you feel a little unsafe because he allowed it to happen in the first place? Honestly, it's been really hard. I mean, there are still days that I'm angry with God. Like, why? He was a yeah. good man. And like, I I still need him, yeah. you know? And, but that I, I think I... I balance it with the fact that like we had a really good marriage, mm. you know, like my husband was a really good man. I mean, he was like the local, I used to call him the black Mr. Rogers, <laughs> you know? So he was the type that, because he didn't grow up with his dad, um, if we lived in a neighborhood, there was a lot of kids and he had this thing where like all the kids knew that if they got good grades, they could show Mr. Jarrell their report card and he would give them you know, like $5 for every B and $10 for every A till it wow. got to be too expensive. <laughs> you know? The budget needs like, to be like, uh, let me see. <laughs> let me see how that's working. <laughs> like he would, he would like Friday night, sometimes he would just buy pizza for the whole neighborhood. Wow. You know, but not just that elderly people too. Um, the day after he passed away, a little old lady came down the street um, where I live in Newark and she rang my doorbell and thought she was lost because I did not know her. And she asked me, is this where that young man passed away? Mm -hmm. And I said, yes. And she said, oh, I just want to give you my condolences. He used to help to like rake my lawn and, 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 and mow it. And I'm like, 
that is so him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure I can just imagine him driving to work and seeing this little old lady. She had to be in her mid 70s. Probably she was doing something outside and he pulled over to say, are you by yourself? You know what? I'll come by and do it. Don't even worry about it. Wow. I mean, at his funeral alone, there were so many elderly people who came up to me with like five dollars to fold into my hand and to tell me like what he'd done for them. So he was just such a good man. So I'm just like, God, why? Yeah. Because it's not just me. The loss is not just mine. Yeah. There are people he looked after, you know, that he does. He's not here to do that for them. So certainly there's that. But then I'm also flooded with like, oh, what a blessing that I had that. You know, yeah. like I knew someone like that. I remember when I first met Jarrell, I was, we were in our mid-20s and I was um, a preschool teacher. He was the maintenance man of the building where the school was. And like, I, I, I heard of him before I met him mm. because people would sometimes come to the daycare center thinking that it was the... Um, I guess the place where like the maintenance guys would like, like um, congregate. And I'm like, no, 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 it's down the hall. But they used to come be like, do you know, cause my husband's six, six. Do you know what that tall young man is? He said he was going to take me grocery shopping. Do you know who that tall <laughs> young man is? He said he was going to fix my light bulb. And I would be like, who is this guy that that's not part of maintenance of the building that's doing all of this. And um, he, when I met him, I mean, just the nicest guy. And I remember asking him, I, this is so crazy. I remember asking him, I said, are you Christian? And he was like, well, my mom used to take us to all different types of like denominations growing up. Um, but you know, I haven't been to church in so many years. And I said, because you are the most, like you are the most aligned with Christian doctrine I've ever wow. seen in a person that, you know what I mean? Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, this is not you. Like at 23 years old, I just saw God all through him. I just remember thinking like, who is this? And how do you come to be like this growing up in Newark, New Jersey, in the projects without your father, your mother raising four kids? You know what I mean? How does this come to be? Um, And so, yeah, he just was, honestly, it made it clear to me. What it was is because one, I raged against God. Like I went to Bali for two months after Jarrell passed away because I needed Mm -hmm. to be alone so I could yell at God. Um, someplace beautiful. Yeah, right, you know, right. Man. I want to yell at you in something beautiful you created. So I just remember right? what exactly. I'm working with Literally, here. So I can be like, I see what you do here, but <laughs> I have, I have some beautiful. <laughs> but so I did that. And when I was there, God just kept telling me, Tiffany, you know, I had to take him. Mm. He, he did what he came for. But I tried my best to soften the blow for you. Wow. Like, remember I told you this thing right here and you did it, that's why. Remember I told you this over here and you did it, but that's why. And I could literally just bring up all these moments when God correct course corrected for me. Yeah. And so I could spend more time with him or I could lean into him or I could and it was like God was like, I was, I knew I was taking him, but I just but I also knew how much you loved him. And so I tried my best to create a soft landing for you. And he did. Wow. You know, he really did. And so I was like equal parts angry, but also equal parts grateful. And so therapy helps a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm being honest, I don't know what I would do without my black therapist. Yeah. Um, shout out to Dr. Green. She's amazing. Um, so that helps a lot with the day to day. But ultimately, there's just so much gratefulness so that even when the grief floods in, it also brings gratefulness, too, because, you know, I was fortunate enough to be in partnership with just an amazing human being that whose life still resonates with the people, you know, even though he's not physically here, people are better as a result of him being here. I I didn't, um, obviously I never had the opportunity to meet your husband, but I follow you on social media. And so even for anniversaries and his twin and birthdays, you calling him (laughs) your Superman, there was certainly a level of investment that I think everyone who follows you had just because uh, so many of us have been benefited by the way that you've helped support our lives. So I know a lot of people showed up for you. You said something that I am wondering, because, you know, we're talking about reigniting passion this month, Mm -hmm. but I I'm also wondering, like, is the goal to constantly keep this like furious flame of passion or to settle into a passion that is sustainable? Because I know the work that you're doing is still important to you. I know that it still Mm -hmm. adds value, but also you've balanced it out with this need to really lean into community and be present. And so maybe part of reigniting passion is not thinking that like passion has to be full throttle, but maybe passion is just about sustainability and having passion, not just in one direction, but if I have this much passion, how do 
do I spread it out equally so that nothing suffers? And it sounds like you're in this space where you've learned to really spread out passion in a way to make sure that everything connected to you stays warm. Do you think that's true? Yes. And I, I've like leaned away from the word balance as much because I feel like especially for women, that there's this unfair expectation that we hold all things in equal measure, equal wife, equal equal businesswoman, equal, you know, a mother, whatever. And instead I lean into harmony. So, you know, anybody that goes to a black church on Sunday, you know, the sopranos be here, the altos are here, the tenors are here, the right? And so, but what happens? There are there are certain songs where the sopranos like that's your time. Like you you are the strong, powerful voice there. And uh-huh. there are times when the, the the altos or the tenors have to take over. And so, I think what I strive for now in my life is harmony. And there are moments when I am largely boss lady Tiffany. Yeah. You know. And then there are moments when I'm like I'm auntie. Yeah. You know, like that's like that's that's the like my niece and nephew, they don't care nothing about although my niece Amelia more and more is like, I wanna do what Auntie do. <laughs> the other day I was teaching her how to how to count money. And so I took some money out of my wallet and I was showing her how to count. And she told my sister, Auntie is rich. <laughs> She's sick. She's like, I want to do what Auntie do. Because she, I have this um, documentary on Netflix called Get Smart With Money. And she saw me on there along with her Gabby's Dollhouse. And she was like, hold up. Wait a minute. She's Auntie's somebody. on Netflix. <laughs> like, and then she saw my book and she's like, wait, 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 wait. But you know, like, so that's what I strive for that. Yes, right now in this season, I'm not heavily, heavily budgetista. I, I'm still a financial educator. You know, I still, I, my company, like a good company doesn't need you to like do all the work in order for it to run. And so I have mm-hmm. an amazing team, but right now I am heavily Tiffany daughter, like aunt sister. That's the, that's the space. That's the harmony. That's the tenor that's singing right now. Mm. And, but I also know me, I am ambitious. And so something will come up that will spark my fire or God will tell me, here's just like he told me, you're going to be a teacher. And then when that was done, he told me to shift to doing what I'm doing now, although I was scared to, and I didn't listen for a while because I didn't know where it was going to head, you know? And so I know that like, He's giving me space now because who knows you better than your father to like, you know, just kind of like get back to center. And I, but I know that there'll be another assignment that comes in that will fuel like this, like active passion. And so, no, I do not believe that you have to have the fire turned on all the time. I think that's exhausting. I think that, um, passion, like grief, they're ebbs and flows. And you kind of, if you're wise, you allow it to ebb and flow and come in and out out of your life as it ought to. Courtesy of Stylish J Bowling, your girl is known to serve a look or whatever. So what inside scoop can I give the girls when it comes to must-have wardrobe essentials? Sculpting bodysuits. They are the firm foundation your waist has been searching for. In recently shopping for a new bodysuit, I decided to finally give Skims a try and it's totally worth the hype. The feeling is like no other shapewear I've worn before. It's so stretchy and soft that you'll forget you're wearing it with sizes available in extra extra small to 4x skims is a solution oriented brand creating the next generation of underwear loungewear and shapewear for everybody i love their contouring bodysuits and think everyone should experience this level of comfort the fits everybody collection of bodysuits are lightweight form-fitting essentials that stretch to twice its size they are sold in a range of Cuts and fits along with nine core colorways and limited edition seasonal color. Sis, you've got to give them a try. Believe the hype. This collection has over 90,000 five-star reviews for a reason. Skims fit everybody and more best-selling essentials are available now at skims.com. Plus, get free shipping on orders of $75 all at skims.com. After you place your order, be sure to let them know we sent you. Select podcast in the survey and be sure to select Woman Evolve in the drop down menu that follows. Okay, so I'm fascinated by the trust it requires to know that more passion is on the way mm-hmm. and not feeling like 
Am I falling off? Do I not have what it takes anymore? Am I not creative? Is someone going to pass me up? Like I got to keep plowing. I got to keep moving. Like to trust the ebbs and flows of passion. Like I'm fascinated by that. I mean, maybe because I'm still new at what I'm doing. Like I was just sharing with my friend, like Woman Evolve is five years old. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm definitely in an ebb and flow of passion, but I haven't yet learned to really like settle and trust that this is for the long haul. So I'm still Mm -hmm. rewiring my mind when it comes to the work connected with what I do. But what I will say is that I do have moments where like people meet me and I think they expect for me to be like the person who was preaching their favorite message. And I'm like... Mm -hmm. That's not like how I walk around the world. Like I'm not in Target in the grocery store, like <laughs> preaching things down, like let us come out. Like that's not my jam. <laughs> so I don't have that energy for you right now. But like, I do trust that when it's time for me to step into the moment that I can bring that. But I just, I don't tap it. It's just not there waiting for me like at any given moment. But I'm fascinated by the trust that it takes to say, I'm going to be in this auntie mode and I'm going to trust that when it's time for me to go full throttle or to have passion for something, it'll be there. Like, I don't know. That's just a level of wisdom and maturity that I need you to unpack for us. <laughs> you know what? It, I didn't have it before Jarrell passed away because I was mm. still working like I just started. Yeah. 15 years I was working like, I said, Tiffany, you've made nearly $40 million in business. What does it take for you to feel okay? Yeah. I was still working as if I had, I was a startup and like, oh my gosh, any day now it could all crumble. And so once Jarrell passed away, it was just like, because God had already been, I mean, you know, you know God be talking to you. And you're yeah. like, ah, I'm sorry, what? That connection? <laughs> <laughs> so I had already gotten the whispers. I had already gotten the dreams. I'd already heard the message, but I was I didn't have the faith that if I didn't keep up this level of work, that it would all like crumble and fall. And then when Jarrell passed away, I literally could not keep up that level of work. And not only did it not crumble and fall, it grew. Mm -hmm. And I just remember being like, and God like almost like told you, tried to tell you, girl, (laughs) you know, like you, it's actually one, you know, cute that you think it's you. It's me, but okay. Wow. That's you a know? word. That's a word yeah. in itself. Like that was real cute how you thought you really did all of that when really you ain't do nothing but say yes. And I was like, girl, come here, girl. I said, cause he was like, you forgot you was teaching preschool. Look where I brought you, sis. How does that you did all that? Math oh, okay. doesn't math. Sit down. <laughs> and so once that happened, it really like allowed me to be like, cause honestly, I'm I was tired and I am tired and I'm just like, so I actually don't have the energy to do all the things. And so it forces me to lean against him and be like, what do you want me to do? Yeah. Just what will you have me do? You know, and, and trusting that it will be the right thing because I have just seen over and over and over, you know, hindsight really is twenty twenty, And I'm like, you know, you had me do this. That's why I'm here. Even the fact that my sister lives down the street from me, yeah. like I needed her. Even the fact that one of my sisters was living with me at the time temporarily, like it was perfect timing because yeah. I, I cannot imagine living in this house by myself after Jarrell passed away. Mm. Even the fact, because I'm I know people see me as budgetista and think I'm so friendly. I'm actually shyer than people realize. I I am friendly, but I'm like hyper shy. So you catch me in public, I'm liable to be like, you know, frozen. (laughs) And so, but (laughs) like Jarrell was like really friendly. And so when we moved to this neighborhood, because he was just like in everybody's business, you know, we created the Sunday supper because of him. Mm. And so we had people come over, but what a blessing because once he wasn't here, I needed that community. Look what God seeded in that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it, what it taught me was that like, Tiffany, if you will just relax, I got you. You know, like even in the losing of your husband, I still got you. Look how I set you up for the softest landing for the hardest thing in your life. Like I found my therapist like a year or so prior because I'm like, I just feeling a little stressed, whatever. God was like, yeah, yeah, that's what I told you. But I needed you to find her because you're going to need her because unfortunately I'm taking Jarrell, you know? And so all of those lessons have allowed me to like not lean onto my own understanding and like because I'm tired I get to lean against like I when I envision God I literally envision myself as a little girl leaning against my dad like my Mm. father yeah you know like who knows best and so you know like I'm just like I'm just not here to fight against it I'm not like what helps is that like I take big breaks from social media because 
social media will have you feeling bad about a good life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I do, like, I walk like an hour or two, get a day in introspection. I spend a lot of time just asking God, what will you have me do? Um, it's just time, you know? It's Because really, that hyper um, focus on achievement oftentimes really is just based in fear. Right, it is. You know? And fear really is when you don't have the the faith to think that it's going to be okay either way, that you actually don't have to do all that. Yeah. Like, if right now God wanted, you know, I could say, you know what, I I want to like fix the pipe in my wall and I can open it. And there's like, cause my house is a hundred years old, that there's like coins from a hundred years ago, gold coins in the, in the ceiling. And now, you know, I got $50 million worth of gold coins. People have found paintings of Picasso at garage sales and they're worth $20 million. What can he do? Yeah. You know, like I, I've learned not to worry about but how we how we gonna make that happen? He's like, we you speak French, <laughs> like I, I'm gonna make it happen. You just do what I tell you to do. <laughs> and so that's like that's the space. Like it's really just in the relaxing and the leaning back and the allowing and just waiting for instruction and just like okay, Tiffany, like and you know because God does speak if you do listen. And if yeah. you can't hear Him, it's because you have not turned down the loud components of your life, and you need to do that. You know, you need to practice turning those things down so you can hear more clearly. Like when my things are always turned down, it's constant. I can hear God in everything, every wow. choice I make. And then mm. when my life is really loud, I'm just out here like, what should I do? <laughs> you know? And so like, that's the key is learning to turn down the loud in your life. Okay. So I have a question for you. Do you remember the first time post your husband's passing where you felt like, I might be able to live through this like and have joy mm-hmm. and have celebration through this cuz I mean I like I've never lost a partner but I know that grief can be so heavy that mm-hmm. it just sucks the air it just sucks the wind out of you and then there's like this moment where you're like maybe I can get through this and have joy and there is some life left for me after this do you remember that and what were you doing I do remember I was, um, so my best friend, Linda, she actually came with me to the, um, to your conference, like, um, women that, no, no, bless your dad. Um, <laughs> but like she came with me mm-hmm. to your, right, women evolved, right? She came with me there, Linda. And I remember it was about a year cause it's been about a year and a half since Jarrell passed away. So it's still really new, but it was maybe mm-hmm. like eight months or so after he passed away, um, and I was in the kitchen. I think I was like doing dishes and I was talking to Linda. I've known Linda my whole life. Our parents were friends. And so we've known each other before we were even here. And so she's more like my sister than she is like my best friend. And so she said something, you know how like your sister just knows you. She said something silly or funny. And I genuinely laughed like the way you do with someone who knows you, knows you, knows you. And I remember I was washing dishes and it wasn't anything like, you know, super yeah. comical, but just, I, I remember thinking like, as I was mid laughing, like, I feel joy in this moment. How is that possible? Mm. Like I felt genuine joy because my best friend said something silly and funny and I laugh on my stomach, like, girl, you are so crazy. But it hit me like, this is joy. Wow. I have not felt her in so long. And if I can find joy in this little moment of washing dishes and talking to my bestie, you know, maybe I'll be okay because, you know, these moments are still available to me. Mm. And so like, certainly like one thing I've learned from therapy is that grief would like come in and now, and sometimes it would literally decimate me. I would, it would come in and I couldn't get out of bed for days, you know, and Dr. Green helped me to think of grief like a wave that like it will, it will wave in and you just basically wait, just the emotion is, is has flooded in, feel it, but then it does recede back into the ocean. And then I'm like, okay, because I could be brushing my teeth and it can flood in. And old Tiffany would have like, I'm taken to the bed. I'm not going out. But now I'm like, I'll just wait a moment, feel it, miss him, say a prayer. And then, you know, typically after a few moments, it, it goes back, you know, like it, it will recede back. And so that's what I've learned is to like, that allowing grief to come in and out because it's now a part of my life. Um, Asking for help, that is so critical because I grew up hyper-independent. 
Uh, my dad especially raised his five girls to be like super independent. He was like, I'm not having any sons, unfortunately. So y'all gonna have to look after yourselves. And so he raised it to be hyper independent. And so, but I've learned now to ask for help in mm-hmm. all things that I've learned now that I'm not here by myself and that like, I do not have to be the caretaker of the world. Cause I was always the one looking after everyone else. And when I asked God, like after Jarrell passed away, I said, I need reprieve. I need to go somewhere so I can yell at you. He was like, all right. God told me, go to Bali. And I was like, you sure not Thailand? He was like, girl, you asked. I said, go to Bali. <laughs> I went to Bali and I thought I went to Bali to learn to take care of myself and to yell at God. But the Balinese culture is a very unique one in that they have a culture of um kindness that does not need to be reciprocated that I have not seen. Like if you Google Balinese culture, they are known for their generosity and giving and kindness. Like when I went, they were still like, it was still like post pandemic here, but they were, they had been shut down still. So they had not had any industry in two years. So people were really struggling financially. And I would try to overpay people to hope like this lady was doing my laundry every week. It was $7. I'm like, that seems too little. I'm trying to give her 20 she would always leave the extra money and I'd be like, no, that's for you. She's like, no, it's $7. That's the Balinese. And it clicked on my train, my, my plane ride home when I was like, you know, God, you actually didn't send me to Bali to, to learn, to look after myself because you know, I know how to do that already. You sent me to Bali to allow other people to look after Mm me because I was not good at that. And he knew that I needed that support when I got back home to allow my friends, my neighbors, my sister, my family, because I was not allowing them to look after me. And so like, it was just such an amazing moment. So yeah, I just think like, I mean, I don't know what people do without connection to like a higher source because I just, I don't know that I would be here, you know, without that As, as angry as I am, you know, as I was, you know, I'm just also really grateful that I don't have to navigate it alone, that I know that there's something bigger and greater and I also know that like we, we connect with our loved ones again, you know, like I know yeah, that for sure, right. for sure, for sure. Um, and so like, yeah, like, so you see me here and certainly there'll be, I mean, I might cry after this, but I mm-hmm. also will be like, okay, you know, like Tiffany, you're going to be okay. And I just want to give this, cause I feel like someone is listening and really needs to hear this part. I want you to think about losing a loved one. Like when I used to teach preschool, there would always be little kids that would come in and be like hysterical like the first few weeks because they had never been to school and they did not understand that they don't live here now. You know, because three and four year olds, they're like, wait, you're dropping me off. This new lady, is she my mom? Like, where, where did my mom go? Especially during nap time, because they were like, if you sleep a place, yeah. I must live here. <laughs> you know? And so they would have a really hard time understanding that they were going to get picked up. And so, so some kids though, got it intrinsically. They know mommy drops me off or daddy drops me off or whoever, and I get picked up later. So there's this space between getting dropped off and getting picked up where you get to decide what to do in preschool. Are you going to have fun with your friends? Are you going to eat snacks? Are you going to play outside when it's time? Are you going to, you know, play in the dollhouse, blocks, whatever, then you can decide to enjoy the, in the meantime, knowing that everybody gets picked up. And so I had to like internalize that to mm-hmm. remind myself like, yes, Jarrell is not here, but eventually you get picked up again. God brings you back home, Tiffany. So in the meantime, are you going to have snacks? Are you going to take <laughs> your nap? Are you going to play outside? Are you going to have mm-hmm. fun with friends? Or are you going to be like some kids and cry the whole time mm-hmm. and still get picked up anyway? Like you cry the whole time? Because I feel like Jarrell will see me when I'm 80 or 90 or whatever and be like, wow, babe, Really? You cried the whole time. You could have been having snacks and having fun. I was coming back either way. Like we all get back to the father. And now yeah. look, you could have enjoyed that time in the meantime. So I just keep that in mind. And I hope that blesses someone that like, if you are grieving, that knowing that you will reconnect with your loved one again, because a father brings us all home at some point. And, but in the meantime, yeah. how will you live? Because you get to decide, will you cry the whole time? Certainly you can. Or will you decide that I'm going to lean in and enjoy life as I have it? Because that truly is a blessing. That is amazing. 
And now I want a Lifetime movie and I want tears at the end. I want from scratch the different version. I want your your story and the wisdom that you're gleaning while nursing your wounds. I know it's going to help so many people. So thank you. I'm glad that you were obedient in sharing that because I've never heard grief described that way and I'll never forget it. This show is sponsored by Better Sleep, a personalized sleep experience shown to improve our well-being in just one week. Sis, are you restless during the day due to trouble sleeping at night? Child, I've been there, done that, and found a solution. The Better Sleep app. Sure, we all want to feel ready to conquer our day when we wake up, but when you've got a lot on your mind, it's tough to get the rest you need. I use Better Sleep as part of my nighttime routine. After long days of juggling multiple roles and wearing many hats as a wife, mom, pastor, and entrepreneur, I love listening to sleep music with nature sounds. It creates the perfect relaxing ambiance I need. No cap, but this app really works. Better Sleep is backed by plenty of experts and a whole lot of science. Studies show that high quality rest is vital for our mental well-being and physical health. So, what's the holdup? Sis, when you sleep better, you feel better. Improve your quality of life in as little as one week. Download Better Sleep from your App Store or Google Play. That's Better Sleep on the App Store or Google Play. Okay, I have to ask you, um, just because the girls are out here watching their coins and yes. the economy is economying. <laughs> it's not giving mm-hmm. premium economy. Uh, no. There's a lot going on with like the dollar and the and China mm-hmm. and Russia and all of these things. When you look at what's happening in the world as it relates to just the financial economy, what are some tips or tools that you think we need to have in our back pocket to survive whatever's happening, going to happen, about to happen, currently happening? It depends on who you ask whether or not we're in it or not the thing about like um, financial cycles is that it always gets messy every 10 to 15 years and it's like Christmas it comes around every December and yet you know December 20 you know 22nd you scramble to get to get gifts you knew Christmas was coming (laughs) you know what I mean like meaning that like One, I just want you to know that there are external financial things that happen. It's just, it's the cycle. The economy does well, the economy doesn't. The economy does well. You're going to see that, God willing, you know, eight to 10 times in your lifetime. And so like one, set your mind to know that like there are external things that you cannot control and that's okay, you know, but that's just part of it. Nothing is quote unquote wrong. It's just doing what it does, which is cycle. You know, you don't, you don't have a heart attack when you see that the leaves fall off the trees because you know, spring comes, right? That's just, you know, there's a cycle where this is just what the fall looks like. So one, acknowledge that there are economic cycles that are outside of your control, but knowing that they're going to happen, meaning good times, bad times, good times, bad times. So that's one. Two, commit to just having like a basic, um, I want you to live within this basic tenets when it comes to money is that one, you have to make money, right? So you have to be employed, you have to be working. Two, you have to somehow figure out how to live below what you make. You can either do that by spending less or you could do that by making more or blend of of both. Like some way, somehow you have to spend less than you make. You know, if you are making minimum wage and you're like, girl, I don't have cable. I don't get my eyebrows done. I don't I don't do anything. I believe you. Then it's not about that. You have a spend too much issue. You have a don't make enough issue. So you have to ask yourself, how can I make more? Is it that like when I was a preschool teacher, I used to tutor and babysit on the side? Mm-hmm. Or is it that I need to dust off my list, my LinkedIn um, profile and look for another job? Is it that I need to go to my local United Way and get my resume done because I have to find someplace else to work? Mm-hmm. Like, is that what it is? I don't know. But, you know, you have to make more or you have to spend less because you have to have that peace. You know, you have to have this break in between where there's excess money that's not being spent, you know, because with that money... Some of it is to start to create this safety net, which is your emergency fund, at least three months. Now, if you're like my mom before she retired, she was a nurse. Three months is more than enough because nurses back then yeah. and nurses now, hot, they, if you're a nurse, you already know, yeah. like 
if you know, you could go anywhere right now, sis, and get any job that you want because nurses are so in demand. They, they've always been. But my sister, who is an engineer, especially as a black woman, it took her a year to find her first job. She might need six months to a year's worth of savings just because it took a long time to get her first job. And, and it's hard for black women engineers to be employed sometimes. So that's three. It's like creating a safety net. And then four with the excess is that like money is something that has to be nurtured to grow. And so you have to invest. And I know sometimes that sounds scary, but investing can be anything from like I started a business, you know, that's investing. Um, I, I have a couple of properties, you know, that's investing. There's also the market. And even if you don't know how to invest in like say the stock market, there are tools where you can kind of set it and semi um, forget it. You can invest in something called like an index fund, which is really just a basket of stocks that does what the stock market does. Yeah. So the stock market over the last hundred years has brought back a 10% return. That means for every hundred dollars, you get $10, mm-hmm. right? And so if you just do what the market does, a 10% return you know, annually. So, so some years it might bring back negative 10 and some years positive 20, but overall, you know, you're looking at an average of 10%, which is good. And so if you just put your money in just say, I'm going to put my money in this index fund that does what the market does. And that's it. You are still better than like doing better than 90% of the people. So to recap, understand that there are financial cycles that are outside of your control so you just can't, I don't concern myself with them because I can't do anything about it, yeah. you know? Two, I have to figure out how to either make more or spend less because, you know, there has to be some excess. Three, I have to save some of the excess to create a safety net for myself. And then four, the additional excess, because if you only need three months, if you're saving five months, you're wasting money mm. because that, that savings yeah. should be in a high yield savings account. Right. And um, that just was one of those savings accounts that, you know, doesn't give you back like point zero zero one percent like your regular bank, a high yield savings account. Um, But anything above that, it's actually wasting money because you want to put the rest to work. And that's investing. So if you do those four things, it's that it's that simple. I know everybody wants a magic wand. It's like, how do I, you know, get my body snatched for the summer? You already know, sis. Exercise and eat it right. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's the it. whole story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Spend less than you make. Save some money. Invest. That's it. It's just that I think people overcomplicate it. Um, and it takes a little bit of discipline, but I like automation to help. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to be as disciplined. Um but that's it. That's why I wrote Kick It With Money to walk people step by step who really needed that handholding to like, how do I budget in a way that I have excess money? Where do I save that money? How do I invest that money? And so like, that's what my book um, helps people do. But, but that's really it. And you are, and here's the blessing of when you learn to what I call achieve financial wholeness, which is these 10 components of your financial life. The blessing is, is that as things come your way, you're able to navigate. Yeah. Like Jarrell passed away, but I get to just miss him. Yeah. Financially, there is no, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I have friends who've lost their husband and their home. Yeah. I can't even imagine. Yeah. You know, but I get to just miss him because of the financial choices that we made together. And so like, to me, money is not just about like, so you can have these nice things. It's so you can actually be okay. Yeah. You know, that you can weather storms that seem unimaginable. And so I want financial wholeness for everybody. So, so yeah, it's just those, those basic premises. Okay, I have to ask you before we go, mm-hmm. what woman has been the most instrumental in the last year and a half in helping you navigate um, this new version of life that you're living in? Um, wow, that's a really good question. Who has helped me most? I would probably say probably my therapist, Dr. Nelijah Green. She's in mm-hmm. Atlanta. Um, she's just awesome. I don't, you know, how black women, I don't know. Dr. Green's, she could be 35. She could be 45. Who knows? <laughs> we um, don't know. <laughs> she looks good is what we're saying. <laughs> yes. I'm always like, how old is Dr. Green? I don't know. But she's around my age because I'm 43. She's around my age and she's exactly what, Everyone needs something different in therapy. And sometimes you need like a mother figure. Sometimes you need, but I needed a sister girl, a friend, you know? And so she 
understands. So she's a high achiever too. I think she's got like a double doctor. She's just dope and amazing. And but so she understands me as a woman, as a black woman, as a high achieving black woman, but also someone who is soft and who wants to be looked after and cared for. And so, like when I talk to Dr. Green, also too, you know, she's a woman of faith, you know. So I can talk about that with her. And so she has just been. There's been a, a number of amazing women that have helped me through this time, but. I know every two weeks, because now we're down to two weeks, every two weeks when I meet with Dr. Green, that like, I am going to be like affirmed. I'm also going to be like, you know, because therapists don't tell you what to do. They just help you look better internally at yourself and like, and help to decide for yourself what you're wanting to do. And so I do not know what I would have done without, you know, Dr. Green. And so hands down, like she's been like, the most influential person, like person, after Jarrell passing away. So I was going to ask you, what do you hope that she knows about the role that she's played in your life? I hope that she knows that she has helped me to like come back to life. Mm. You know, um, she's helped me to see grief for what it is you know, and not allow it to totally overtake me. I hope that she knows that like, I'm just so, 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 so grateful for her, for her kindness, for her professionalism, you know, um, for just stepping in. Cause she sought me out. I had not had therapy in a while, but when she heard when he passed away, she, you know, reached out to me and was just like, I want, you need to come back. I said, I do. Yeah. And so I'm just I hope she just knows that like I am so, 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 so grateful. And I know that she's literally was literally God sent, mm. you know, like literally God sent. Um, and I'm just so glad that we both listened. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's what I, I mean, hope she knows. Mm-hmm. Thank you. This was amazing. I wasn't I didn't know what direction this was going to go in, but I know that you've you've ministered to a lot of people. So I appreciate that. And I can't wait to see what God tells you is next for you, because I have a feeling everything that you've gone through, all of the knowledge and wisdom and experience you have is going to be put together into something that's going to change all of our lives. So I look forward to to experiencing you. No, thank you. I just know that like You know, we're all blessed to be blessings. And so I'm grateful for the opportunity. Thank you for having me. No problem. Well, blessings to you. I hope you go pick some tulips and (laughs) count some money with the nieces and have an amazing day. Thanks, Sarah. Take care. Tiffany, your affection, your love, your knowledge, your wisdom, it is so well understood and received. Thank you so much for pouring out so generously about your life and your experiences. I'm so appreciative of the time you spent with me and I root for the work that you're doing to financially free and educate women and men all over the world. We'll talk to you next week, guys. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. 
To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.